Hello and welcome. I'm Rajiv Shankar from the International SOS Editorial Team. Hurricane Otis made landfall near Acapulco on the morning of 25th October as a Category 5 hurricane. At least 27 people were killed and extensive damage to property and infrastructure have been reported, particularly in Acapulco and nearby areas. Our Senior Security and Intelligence Operations Manager of Latin Americas, Jaime Lopez Aranda, and Raul Iglesias, our Security Lead Analyst of Latin Americas, give us their assessment of what is happening on the ground and offer their advice for clients operating in the affected areas. So Raul, what's the situation on the ground currently? quite, quite challenging following the passage of the hurricane. We are seeing reports of widespread damage in Acapulco, catastrophic damage. In fact, a lot of the hotels and businesses operating in the area are reporting complete total losses. Our IMT that was deployed to Acapulco is reporting uh, significant difficulties moving around. Streets are totally covered in rubble, glass shards, all sorts of uh, of debris from the hurricane and all the buildings that were absolutely thrashed by the winds, by the heavy rains. So it's looking quite dire in a city that has a population of one million people that have been severely affected by this catastrophic event. It's quite unprecedented in Mexican history to see a natural disaster of this magnitude. We, we probably have not seen a disaster of this magnitude since the 1985 earthquake that struck Mexico City, causing tremendous damage there. But yes, the situation on the ground from what IMT and the providers that are also in Acapulco, what they have communicated to us is that it's quite severe. Okay. And how long will it take the authorities to complete the recovery efforts and for the situation on the ground to normalize? This is a challenging question because recovery efforts in the city might take years and millions if not billions of dollars in investment to rebuild what what was lost like i said before businesses in the area are reporting total losses following the hurricane it's probably not going to normalize for a very long time the humanitarian situation in acapulco is becoming a growing concern we believe uh, it might deteriorate further in the coming days. Following the hurricane, people started to loot businesses because of the shortages of basic goods, drinking water, medicines. Due to the supply chain disruption and the fact that there are basically no streets in many parts of Acapulco left that can be uh, easily crossed, where you can have vehicles delivering supplies. This is scenario that's going to worsen over the coming days and we worry that it may lead to events of social unrest in the city and also not only in the city but we have to remember that rural areas of Guerrero State were also very hard hit by the hurricane well we are just barely understanding what happened in more remote areas of the states there are reasons to believe that entire villages were basically erased from the map by this unprecedented hurricane in, in the area. Of course, people in rural areas are, are born liable to protest at some point due to the perceived lack of response from the government. 
So it's definitely something that we want monitoring in the future, the development of what might turn out to be a humanitarian crisis within Mexico. Thank you. So Jaime, weather forecasting models proved to be incorrect and it left people little time to prepare for the storm. Why was Hurricane Otis so unusual? Otis is, in, is an unprecedented event. Uh, our team obviously was closely tracking Hurricane Otis as, uh, as it started, as we do with all tropical cyclones. And for that, our intelligence was relying a lot on the forecasting experts of the National Hurricane Center, which is the preeminent authority for uh, forecasting in the Americas. Unfortunately, these models turned out to be inaccurate. Otis intensified to a Category 5 hurricane, going from a Category 1, Category 5 being the strongest uh, possible hurricane in terms of wind speed and potential damage. It did so in under 12 hours, which is, again, unprecedented for the region of this kind of hurricane. Having said that, there was also another aspect that the models missed, which was the fact that Otis was actually expected to make landfall a full day after it actually did. So the window for the for warning and for people to, to take shelter was extremely curtailed. Another unprecedented aspect of, uh, of Otis is that this is the first time that Hurricane Category 5 actually makes landfall in Mexico, and it did so right in the middle of the bay. Instead of in some uh, in a rather inhabited area, it did so straight into a million people uh, urban area. So the damage was amplified greatly, and there wasn't a lot of uh, resilience built in. All of this factors combined made it extremely hard not only to forecast, but also to take the appropriate measures on the ground. Another fact that is irrelevant about this is precisely because of the trajectory it followed and the way it hit Acapulco, it had an immense impact on communications and the power supply. That also made it extremely difficult from the very, from the very get-go to reach out to any assets or people on the, on the ground in Acapulco for over 24 hours going on 36 hours, which communication was extremely spotty. That also made it extremely difficult to coordinate any action. And finally, what advice and recommendations do you have for clients in the affected areas and for those traveling to those areas in the coming days? Let me start with the people who are planning to travel. We are currently advising to defer all travel, at least until next week. We're talking about November 1st, basically because the conditions on the ground, as Raul already outlined them, are well dire. I mean, there's um, the lack of supplies, the worsened security environment. Even if the roads are already open, even if it's possible to make overland access to the port, we're advising against travel right now. For people who have relatives or workforce in the affected area, we continue to advise to account for the workforce, reach out to us in case there's an identified need, and in general, just follow the authorities' uh, instructions. If they are not, uh, I mean, if they don't, if they don't live there, if they're not based there, we do advise to to leave the town in uh, as soon as possible, ensuring again that, that you use secure transportation and that you do not take overland travel at, outside of daylight hours. Okay, Raúl and Jaime, thanks for explaining the situation to us and all your analysis too. That's all for now, but just to remind that you can access all the latest information and updates on our website, internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find details of all the global assistance centers 
available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thanks very much for listening and goodbye.